You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTEP fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brodus and Sal Montez. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscaradieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube Go Studios with your host, Adrian Brodes. Thank you so much. Welcome back. It's Minor Talk. Adrian Brodus along with Angel Munoz. No Sal Montes today. He'll be back in action next week. Miners take on Charlotte and Old Dominion next week in a road swing. But we'll talk about tonight's game. It was a dominant victory for the Miners against Southern Miss. 87-54 was their victory, dominating uh, the Golden Eagles in this one. And the Miners desperately needed this one. They came into this game losing three straight. They lost to Bradley, and they dropped their first two games in Conference USA, first to UAB, then on Thursday against La Tech, and they come back. They respond in a great way. Joe Golding on Thursday challenged this team, and he even te- he even uh, questioned this uh, this team's effort at times in that first half of the, their loss to Louisiana Tech. Uh, and UTEP responds in a dominating fashion by thrashing in Southern Miss in tonight's win. Let's talk about it on the show. 880-5763, that's our telephone number. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with seven low locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. They have been servicing El Paso for 24 years. For all your home, auto, or life insurance needs, contact the great people at the Oscar Arieta Agency and you can get started with a free no obligation insurance policy online at oscaradiataagency.com. One of our great friends, Jason Williams, minor legend, joins us again in our Lube and Go studios. I think we got to start paying this guy for, for doing this stuff. But uh, not, just uh, all, all kidding aside, because uh, we don't have budget. <laughs> but uh, Jason Williams in our in the house, uh, and I'm so happy to do that be, uh, to, for him to come back here. Uh, number one, you're coming here. You've got so much going on uh, in your life and in, in basketball, and I'm I'm so excited to talk about that later on in the show. But first. First off, Jason, Miners needed a, a win in a big way. You got to witness this, the Miners win by 30-plus uh, in dominating fashion, and I, I like their shooting. All the shots hit tonight, season-high 15 three-pointers, season-high uh, in assists tonight with 24, and you saw Jamal Bienemy, uh following his 28-point season-high performance against uh, Louisiana Tech this week. He follows it up with 19 points tonight, 7 assists, but you saw a lot of other guys chip in. You saw Sule Boom with 17. You saw um, Jarrell Satterfield chip in with 16. Jamari Sibley scored in double, double figures with 11. And you even had some younger guys playing, like Zarek Onyema off the bench with 4, and even Cam Clardy uh, scoring 5 points in this one. So Jason, uh, for the Miners... This is just a big one because you've you've been part of some losing streaks in your in your time uh, playing basketball, and the best way to cure the 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 losing woes is to finally get a big win under your belt. Hey, Agent, thanks for having me tonight again. Um, you know, the best way is to to come out and get a W. You know, the the best feeling for players and as a coach is is to come out and win, in the way they won. I know it's a great feeling in the way they've been struggling on offense all year and tonight to explode like that. I know it was a great feeling for the team and, and hopefully it can give them confidence going into the next 
um, conference game. No, most definitely, and they need that. They need all the confidence that they can get, uh, and uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing right now, Jason, is they need all the confidence uh, going into this tough road stretch. They've got Charlotte on Thursday, and the Miners need to, need to uh, pile up some of these wins because a lot of people are thinking that while – uh, the early Conference USA preseason poll predictions might not hold true. They picked the UTEP to finish, what, ninth, 10th in Conference USA. And the Miners want to show everybody that they're not that ninth, 10th team. But they've hit that adversity. They're, they lost their second leading scorer and best uh, perimeter defender in Keontae Kennedy. No Christian Agnew tonight because he's been dealing with COVID. He, he tested positive earlier this week. He was out against Louisiana Tech, was out tonight, and they didn't even have Bonk Merrigan this one so uh, adversity continues to hit this team yet uh, they are able to push past that and then uh, beat Southern Miss in a dominant fashion I feel like a lot of people were questioning and, and I'll, I'll kind of show you this uh, Jason or, or kind of tell you this um, on Thursday Joe Golding talked about how he was embarrassed in that loss to Louisiana Tech he talked about uh, he used the word entitlement maybe kind of I don't know not necessarily taking shots at these players but I think challenging them you know holding them accountable and really challenging them and I felt like these players rose to the occasion today on a very quick turnaround I mean that's a Thursday big loss to Louisiana Tech and then turning around and having a dominant victory against uh, Southern Miss talk about a short memory right there for the Miners that's a that's a really uh, significant thing that they were able to do and you know I'm not going to tell you that Southern Miss is the best team out there right now but I'm going to say that for the Miners who struggled and who've been shorthanded for a while it's a very quality win for them I definitely I definitely think all the injuries and uh, all the COVID and all the, the sickness that came on during the year it gave players an opportunity to to get playing time yes so now that when things happen guys are used to playing and stepping up now and Today you you saw that, like I came in today. The guy Cam Clardy, my first time seeing him. Sure, and, and I like him. You know, I, I like him too. Guard for me, you know, and um and like Coach say, a lot of kids wish they can have those same scholarships and playing at UTEP. So take pride in in what you're doing, and you know you just wanted to challenge them and push them to to go harder, to go out there and play harder, put more effort into it, and hey, and it worked. That's a really good point because, and you bring up that quote that Joe Golding said on on Thursday, Jason. You say how you you have to be uh, in Joe Golding's eyes. You have to be prideful of wearing that UTEP uniform, uniform. if you're going to be stepping on that floor, and that's why he's challenging these guys because he knows the tradition that this school brings, and he don't, you don't want to get blown out against a conference opponent at home, even if it's one of the best teams in conference USA in La Tech. So a, a great response in a victory tonight. If you're the Miners, now you got to go win one on the road, right? I mean, boys win at home, men win on the road. Isn't that what they say? Yes, I definitely agree. Now you got to try to go ahead and, and get you two games in a row and, and continue to build. And and definitely the row game is going to be one of those building games after a big win like this. And I think if we can get the row game, then that that's be a good stepping stone for the conference. But finish being picked ninth, I remember that position myself. Really? We was picked ninth my first year at UTEP. So, and we won Conference USA. So, I mean, well, we was in a whack at the time. So, anything's possible. They just, they won and won.
That's a great, uh, that's a great, great uh, analogy and comparison right there, Jason. Now, I want to ask you this. Have you ever experienced, and I'm sure you have, but have you ever experienced adversity to the point where you just, there's just a dark cloud over the team and just you can't shrug it off? And when you finally do get that victory under your belt, it just, well, what kind of feeling is that? When, when you've hit adversity for so long, I mean, this team has hadn't won a game since the first game in the Sun Bowl Invitational against NC Central. That's It's been a while. I mean, it's been a while since this team has uh, sniffed any sort of victories under their belt. So the adversity has kind of hit this team. Now they're overcoming it a little bit with a big dominant victory tonight. What is that feeling like if you're a player? I think it's real good, you know, because, you know, you have to look at all the key points. You know, it's hard to, to play when you're having a lot of key guys in and out all the time on the roster. Then when you have guys coming to the game and then all of a sudden they can't play, you know, um, it, it's different, you know, because the coach has to strategize for the guys that he knows going to be ready and then all of a sudden guys can't play. And, and it's a reality for the players, you know, understanding that these situations happen and we just have to continue to stay positive and understand when we have everybody back, then we continue to grow. And while these guys out, who's ever going to step in, step in and take this time and, and, and to give confidence to yourself, give confidence to the coach, and now we'll have a deeper roster as, as the conference go along. Now let me ask you this. If you're, a, if you're somebody who's coming off the bench and you're playing for the first time, do you get used to that? Do you, do you like that kind of taste right there of playing time? And if you don't get that playing time in the future, does that frustrate you? Is it, is it that kind of dynamic? Or is it one of those things where, hey, next man up mentality. If, if, we, if, if I'm coming off the bench and I haven't played in a while but I'm showing up, I want to have that trust in my coach that he's going to keep playing me. And I think Cam Clardy, this name that you mentioned, is a perfect example of that. He comes in on Thursday, plays some good minutes. He gets more playing time tonight, 16 minutes off the bench, and he plays some significant minutes for this group. Yes, and I definitely think, you know, um, for any player, any level, you know, coming off the bench or anything, when you get in the game, you want to get in the game to where the coach don't want to take you out. That's how I always approach the game coming off the bench or I'm starting. I want to go in the game and put my best foot down and, and play to where the coach can't take me out. So if I'm playing good, I'm doing energy, all the hustle plays, everything that I need to be done, then he can't take you out because you're doing what you need to be done. Uh, exactly. Hey, we've got Jason Williams in the house right now. Minor legend, eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. If you'd like to talk about this one with us, now's the time to do it. UTEP defeats Southern Miss 87-54. Big victory for the Miners, getting their first win in Conference USA. Uh, the first Conference USA win under head coach Joe Golding, who you love his answer after the after he was asked by Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, uh, about you know what it feels like to get that first victory in Conference USA under his belt gave all the credit to his players and that's that's a true sign right there of a player's coach uh, deferring all the accomplishments to the players crediting the players for everything that they've done uh, and you know I, I love that about Joe Golding because as soon as he used the word entitlement as soon as he went was kind of fiery after the loss against Louisiana Tech minor fans were questioning oh has he lost the locker room I saw that come in my lo- in my DMs has has he lost the locker room I saw that in my mentions 
And I was thinking to myself, no, Joe Golding has not lost the locker room. Quite uh, the opposite of that se- of that statement right there. Joe Golding is trying to rally the locker room. The, the locker room at that point, I felt, was maybe a little uninspired based on all the adversity that they faced. And uh, Joe Golding wanted to it, you know, ignite some fire in them. And I, I feel like tonight you kind of saw that. You, you saw UTEP uh, win by 30-plus. You saw a team effort by the Miners and a- able to distribute the ball, share the ball very efficiently. And the, the prime example of that is your guard, Sule Boom, who sometimes he isn't the one who's going to be the first to share the ball. He finished tonight with 17 points and five assists. Now, remember on Thursday, he finishes the game, I believe it was seven assists in that one. This game with uh, six rebounds and one steal and 30 minutes of action. Sule Boom trying to be a more well-rounded player. Uh, I like how the coaching staff's working with him because uh, the biggest complaint against uh, Sule Boom by some of our fans was he wanted to shoot everything. Everything that he touched, he really wanted to take uh, you know, a shot attempt at. I thought tonight he was, again, sharing the ball, being a, being a, a real good team player, and that's what you need to see from everybody. I, I think that this team can go only as far as uh, the group as a collective wants it to go, and um, even without the likes of Keontae Kennedy or, you know, as we saw tonight, Christian Agnew, um, y- you have to continue to try to ra- rally around your players and see how you can pull off these games when you're Shorthanded. I, th- I feel like that's the biggest thing. When you're shorthanded, when you face adversity, despite all of that, right there, a win is a win, and uh, you hold tr- you hold strong with all those victories in a big way. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number to get into the show. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, let's read a couple tweets before we get to the phones right now. Uh, this one coming in first. This one is um, our guy Jonathan Byers, who really liked this one. He says, "Quote a statement." has been made. Keep it up. Don't get comfortable with this performance. We need to keep playing like this. Hashtag team ball. Then he follows it up by saying this. The Miners came to play. Hell yeah. Now it's time this team now that is team basketball. This is one of the best performances that I've ever seen from a UTEP team. Wow. They are making a statement tonight. And then one more tweet by Jonathan Byers. I don't think the early. Oh, here you go, Jason. Here you go. Here you go. I don't think the early 2000 uh, UTEP teams could have beaten this team tonight. That was team ball at its finest. Don't look now, but this team could do some damage when they play like this. Got to work on the rebounding, though. But overall, that was a mi- that was minor basketball. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. You know, they they're a little too small. You know, we we was we was all dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had we had a team full of full of blue collar guys that. You know that that just wanted it real bad. So yeah, no knock on this team. No knock I'm on sorry, this team. but the, your, your it just team would have different type of breed. <laughs> yes, 2005. Yeah, yeah no chance. This team, no chance. I'm no sorry chance. about that. Hey, uh, let's go to Joe. He's joining us on the phone lines eight eight zero five seven six three. Joe Rod's going to break down the press conference after this big victory for the Miners. Joe, thanks for giving us a call, man. What did uh, Joe Golding? What did the players say after this victory? What's going on, Adrian? Yeah, um, after the game of press conference availability or media availability uh, was made by uh, Mark Bruner with uh, obviously Sube Boom Jabal, uh, the enemy leading the team with in points tonight. And well, both of them just basically, uh, you know, tonight I think there was a lot of comparison as there should be. I think it's fair and valid. Uh, there, I think that was the, one of the themes tonight. There was a lot of comparison to what we saw tonight as opposed to what we saw on Thursday tonight. And uh, both uh, Sule Boom and Jamal were talking about how they knew that this team was a better team than what was 
you know, what, than what they showed on Thursday. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously that the fact that both shots, you know, the shots that were made early, they both felt that uh, the confidence spread uh, throughout the team. And, uh, you know, it ended up being in the performance that you saw tonight. Uh, by the minors, and both teams, uh, or excuse me, both Jamal and, and Sule also agreed that obviously in order to keep this going, uh, you know, they, they harped on the fact that they need to continue to practice and have the good practice that they did uh, on Friday after, after Thursday's performance and, uh, you know, just continue to move forward. But, you know, obviously they were, they were happy with the, their shooting performance. As for what Joe Golding said, obviously he gave all, all the credit in the world to his team, and the team was the same. You know, shots went down early, and that gave them confidence. Again, the, the another thing that uh, Coach Golding made reference to tonight was the fact that the ball movement, better shot selection, resulted in uh, obviously this team shooting 56% for the field tonight, and uh, obviously this team uh, being able to 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 score. Uh, you know, the amount of points, the 87 points that they did tonight. Um, he did mentioned as far as areas of improvement adrian tonight he wanted to see two or he feels that two things coming away from this game the team needs to be better at offensive route uh, rebounding he wasn't very happy with their effort in the second half and uh guarding uh, ball screens he said that uh, those are two areas of improvement that they're definitely going to have want to work on prior to heading uh heading east to the east coast to face Charlotte and Old Dominion. No, good, good stuff there, Joe. I, I just have one question for you, real quick. Uh, I want to ask you: Was the the feeling after this game like a sigh of relief by the players and coaches, or was it one of those where they they looked and sounded very determined to keep this going? What what was the feeling like? Um, no, I think it was it was you know I think the feeling was we played good tonight. Let's turn the page, which is a very very good thing. I think that was more than anything. Um, obviously, one thing funny is that you mentioned that kind of that you give me that kind of question. The last thing that Coach Golding did say tonight, um, uh, you know, moving forward, he he did say tonight. He goes, you know, um, what this what this victory means tonight. He he kidded, he joked, but you know, to every joke, there's some truth in it. He said, what this victory means is I'm going to get a good night's sleep tonight. So that's, <laughs> that, that, yes. that says a lot. And, and real quick, Adrian, before I get off the air, I just want to send a shout-out um, to Z's father, Mr. Oniema. He came up to me after the game and introduced himself, had a, a quick exchange with him prior to me going into the press conference room. Uh, excellent gentleman, Mr. Oniema, was awesome. Z's dad, uh, very, very kind and very, very polite. And it, it was good. He asked me if I was uh, if I was Sal. He knew who you are, so obviously he listens to minor talk. And I just want to say uh, it was uh, nice to be in the show in Yama tonight. Oh, that's awesome stuff, Joe. Hey, I really appreciate your phone call, man. Have a great rest of your weekend, Joe. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon, then. All right, that's Joe Rod. He's you can follow him on Twitter at jrod in nine one five. You can check out his soccer coverage for us at six hundred ESPN El Paso dot com, and he uh, breaks down the press conference with us after every UTEP basketball game. Um, interestingly enough, uh, you know Kingsley Onyema, he did uh, DM me. He talked about um, you know his son's performance, but also said, "quote As a fan, I'll be listening to you guys from my military duty station, and always will support the miners. Fans need to." 
show more love to the minors by filling up the Don during home games. Sad I couldn't meet Kingsley uh, today. They're heading out uh, this weekend, but I'm happy that they got a chance to watch Onyema. Hey, give me your thoughts on him, Jason, because now Onyema is somebody you probably didn't see either. Uh, either. Number 21, the big man down low, Zarek Onyema, and this is somebody who had to fill in the shoes tonight. Bonky Maring was a no-go tonight. Uh, hey, Kevin Kalu, our guy, he's, his minutes have been dropping, and I, I feel like Onyema's been filling that role pretty nicely off the bench as a big man, uh, showing that he's got some effort with him. I, I know he's raw. I know he, he doesn't have it all right now, but he has a lot of effort whenever he plays basketball. Give me what you think about him. Yeah, I think, you know, sort of like Kalu, they both have good energy. He's just a lot more athletic than Kalu, and so maybe he's a better offensive finisher. Oh, I think and, so. And so I think with this team – he would help them more with his energy. And just to say he had three block shots. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you you that's defense that they didn't have. You know, and like you say, they still gotta learn how to rebound, box out as big men. But hey, he's got the effort on defense to block shots and keep getting back and he runs the floor. And you can dish it to him, he's gonna dunk. That's the main thing. Some big men you dish it to him, they you know, these days they're not gonna make the layup or they might not even try to attempt it. But one thing for sure, he's gonna he's gonna try to dunk it, and that, and that's good. That's good for UTEP. I like it. Where do these younger raw forwards? How do they take the next step? Because I, I'm looking at guys like Kalu. I look at guys like Onyema. How do they take that next step in becoming you know this off the bench guy who's like you know sometimes helpful, sometimes you you uh, you know like we saw with Onyema tonight, he fouled out in this game. But uh, how do you get those guys to take the next level, uh, the next I, step to the next level? I think that the next step is actually. Working on offensive post game because today's game it, it went away from it, and with Coach Golden's high low offense, big men you have the chance to get the ball a lot, and right now they not throwing it to the guys because maybe there's no confidence in them scoring down low right now. So I think once they actually start working on the offensive game, then then now you're going to see the high-low offense with Coach Golden also. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, uh, we're continuing here on Minor Talk. Our phone number, 915-880-5763. UTEP defeats Southern Miss 87-54. Get comfortable, Jason. We'll keep you on here for a couple more segments, uh, and then we'll wrap things up here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, more phone calls, more tweets. Stay with us. This is Minor Talk Continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. He's Angel Munoz. I'm Adrian Bradis. Sal Montes will be back in action next week. We got minor legend Jason Williams in the house in our Lubingo studios. Our phone number, 915-880-5763 as we continue here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with seven locations across El Paso from the west side of Fabens. Just go online to OscarArietaAgency.com and find the nearest location to you. Uh, we'll get to our awards later on in the show, our hot hand of the game, thanks to Wind Supply El Paso, plus our player of the game, brought to you by Keith Southwest. Uh, want to address attendance real quick uh tonight there were 38,000 uh 38 uh, 38 they wish 3,841 fans at the Haskins Center Jason let me ask you this did it look like 3,800 at the Haskins Center what was the crowd like tonight I thought it was a lot less you know it yeah it, it the energy wasn't there 
the know? cowboy game tonight. This and is that, El Paso. And that was a big difference too. You know, you have a cowboy game also, so maybe we could have had five thousand fans in there. Yeah. If it wasn't a cowboy game, but you know, it takes time. You know, there's new coach, and you know they they still building chemistry. So I think um, as they continue to grow. And hopefully in the conference, they continue to win, and you will see the crowd come. But definitely come out and support, win or lose. You know, um, you know, sports is not easy, you know. So so go out and support the, the, the kids, the young men. They practice hard, go to school, everything. So, you know, show them the support, and, and that's going to help them in the home games with the crowd energy. Let me tell you this stat right here, and you're going to be – I wonder – I'm curious to hear your reaction to this. UTEP right now is averaging about – 4,800 fans a game, okay? 4,800 fans. Would you say that's good or bad or, or okay? What would you say that is? I mean, far as what I was used to when I was here is probably bad. Okay, so stick with me there. UTEP is second in the conference in attendance right now. So that that's just saying about the whole basketball culture, maybe. Also. Maybe, right? The Conference USA it's, it's, it doesn't have people the, who are supporting, supporting right now. Supporting the basketball schools. Maybe all the schools are not basketball schools also. I'll tell you who's not a basketball school, Florida International. Guess how many people they average? Guess. Just just take a wild mm. guess, like a wild guess. About 2,000. 192 fans. Wow. That's Isn't impossible. that sad? It's impossible. And, and, you, and, and you know, the, the main thing, I think when I was in school, we had more of a um, a student section. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a lot of students that are at the games like they used to be when I was in school. So I think the students need to try to get back get back to the games, you know, support support the team, you know. You- How did you get the students to support? Because I think a lot of fans are are saying the same things, but I don't know if we really have much so many solutions. I, I'm just talking we as the, the community of El Paso have a lot of solutions for students back in the seats. How did you guys get uh, students in the I'm, seats? I mean, of course, winning changed everything, right? Winning makes people come, you yeah. know, but that's, that's the sad thing about sports, you know, in, in America. You know, as far as what I learned from being overseas, win or lose, the fans are crazy there. They wait, really? Them. Wait, wait. <laughs> Backtrack. Give me the story. You know, um, the fans love their teams more overseas. Win or lose, they're not going to sit there and boo the team if they're doing bad. You know, they're going to still cheer them on. They're going to want the autographs right after the game. You know, in America, you know, when, when you're losing, you kind of don't have a fan base. Yeah. And when you're winning, everybody's there. You know, I, I'm all, I'm the type of person, you know, you support me all the way or don't. Mm, that's interesting because, you know, the, there are diehard fans who listen to the show right now and who are like, they're going to go to UTEP games no matter what. If exactly. there's a Cowboy game, if there's a Saints game they're gonna on, go. they're going to go. go to these UTEP games. Mm-hmm. And there's there's those fans mm-hmm. who say, eh, they're not that mm-hmm. good. No, nah, I'm not going to go. I, and I say to the players, you know, um, get out and mingle with the public. You know, it don't hurt, you know, um, Whenever you out, you know, talking, you see kids, talk to kids, you know, you out eating, talk to people, you know, you know, help. Tell them come support you. Yeah. You know, as players, meeting the public. That's good. Line ringing in at 880-5763 as we continue here on Minor Talk, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, you know, on those same lines, Jason, because I feel like that's pretty interesting. Um, what, like... 
I, I feel like and I'm not trying to uh, to really talk you up too much here because we're good friends. Yeah. But I, I just want to say I feel like that's one of the reasons why. And and this is just me as an outsider noticing this about you. That's why a lot of people recognize you and notice you. I, I feel like maybe the reason uh, you know th- that they are always so uh, appreciative of you and what you do here in the city is probably be, uh, probably because you were so close with a lot of the El Paso community while you were here. You were friendly with them. You were cool with fans and stuff like that. So that's why every time you come back into town, people are always, oh, that's Jason Williams. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know, um, when I was in school, you know, um, you know, I was just a young kid coming from New Orleans. You know, I didn't know nothing about El Paso. So, you know, the guys in the fraternities, you know, they invite me to go out with them. I didn't say no because I didn't know him. You know, I, I took the opportunity to meet new friends and, and stuff like that. You know, um, in the summertime, I wouldn't just play at UTEP in the summer. I'd go play at the high schools. Real, that's unheard so, of, right? So, you now? know, I would play with the high school kids. So a lot of those guys, as they came up, you know, I'm still cool with the guys that's still in the city like that. So, you know, I would do stuff like that, go to the high schools and play um, open, open, open run basketball. And, and that's how you get to the community as far as a basketball player. You know, don't just play at UTEP. You know, go out and play in different places in the summertime because that's when you get better. So even if it's against high school kids, you can help improve their game in some type of way by you showing up. Okay, uh, I like it. Good, good answers to attendance questions that I had, and uh, I like the fact that we compared it to the to the mid two thousands. Here's a tweet in response to uh, Jonathan Byers, who said that uh, tonight's team could beat a two thousands team. Here's a tweet by Ying Yang Samurai. Ready? The two thousand to two thousand one team was twenty three and nine. More than likely, the o one o two o two o three. From 0306, those teams were also really good. That must have been some good beer that you had at the game, uh, <laughs> saying that uh, see, he's defending you guys, saying that, that you guys would have totally beaten them. So I like that there by Ying Yang Samurai. Hey, let's go to the phones right now. It's one of our favorites. It's, he's Hunter, who's joining us next on the phone lines, 880-5763. we got two lines available. What's up, Hunter? How's it going? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing fine, Hunter. What do you think of tonight? You know, I didn't get to watch it, obviously. I'm out of town, and they like to only play on CUSA TV, so it's impossible to stream almost. Yeah, it's frustrating, but, uh, man. I, I hear you. I totally understand. Yeah, so I listened to it, and, you know, it's what I said earlier in the season. You know, it's it's a new coach. You're going to have highs and lows. We can't get too high or too low with him, you know. This was one game. It showed what they're capable of, but we're probably going to see other games like we saw Thursday, and it, it just comes with it, and we got to – we got to wait it out and let him establish his culture, and then we'll start seeing more consistency. Uh, as far as the, uh, that last comment you're talking about, oh, this team could have beat that team or whatever it may be, anybody can beat anybody on every any given night. You know, I don't like making points like that because those teams earned where they're at in minor history. You know what I mean? Those teams went out. They won. They, they did what they did. They went to the NCAA tournament. Why are we even making that comparison? I'm with earn, you. Come on. Earn what you earn and go from there. It's it, it's a joke, really, and I hope the guy was joking, but it, it is a joke whether he meant it or not. Uh, you know, th- those teams, they, they accomplish things. Don't don't compare a team that's halfway through the season that's battling some up and downs uh, to that stuff. But uh, th- this is why I said Thursday that this team would be scary in the uh, conference tournament. If they can get everybody, if they're healthy, if they're confident, they're capable of nights like this, and 
they can go in as a as a five, six, seven seed and end up making a run just like UNT did a couple of years ago, or they can be out in the first round because you know they had an off game. But the team's going to show up to fight every single game, and uh, I think you can appreciate that. But one thing I wanted to ask Jason, and it's a point that was brought up on Thursday. You know, some some of the fans were uh, you know kind of mixed about uh, Shea Evans coming in, and you know what's that going to do to to uh, you know, chemistry and to the team and the players, you know, and my thoughts were it hadn't been going great anyway. What can it hurt? What would Jason say from a, a player's perspective? Great question, Hunter, and I appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks so much for uh, calling in, and I love the points. Uh, I'll ask it to you, Jason. I'll tee it up for you. I got you. So Shea Evans is a San Diego State wing who is transferring midseason uh, to UTEP, and this is somebody who didn't play this past fall at San Diego State. He played last year sparingly off the bench. Uh, the the claim on their camp uh, from San Diego State, they say, uh, excuse me, from Shea Evans, they say, hey, it's San Diego State, it's all juniors and seniors who are predominantly playing. There's no way for a freshman or a sophomore to really break through and find that playing time. So we're going to transfer. That's what Shea Evans' camp said. We're going to transfer. We're going to go to a place where we have an opportunity to play. Well, here comes UTEP, a team that has faced so much adversity so far into the season, who's been uh, shorthanded in these games and is without Keontae Kennedy for the foreseeable future due to an injury. Uh, Shea Evans is a mid-year transfer who could be eligible as early as this Wednesday. Sources have told us here on Minor Talk. But here's the big split from the fan base. Half of the fans were saying on Thursday that Shea Evans could cause this team's chemistry to be mixed up. You add a guy late in the season like this, you you just throw him into the fire, you give him minutes where maybe you could give minutes to some of these other guys, uh, but you brought him in as a mid-year transfer. Now the other side, like Hunter just said, he's excited about having somebody like Shea Evans because you need scorers on this team. That's the argument from the other side saying, hey, you need a score, you need some help if you're UTEP, you need to win these games. Get all the help that you can get. Forget what anybody else says. Bring in all the help that you that you want at this point. Where would you cite on this? This is an interesting uh, a point right here. I think, like you say, um, every every kid is different. And so um, it's all about how, how fast he can come in and pick up all the knowledge and all the details that he needs to know to be able to get on the court first. I'm sure coach won't put him on a coach. <clears throat> I'm sorry, on the court. If he can't pick up plays, if he don't understand the defensive principles, that's the first things he have to understand before he can even get on the court. Second thing, he has to be in shape. Those guys are already in shape. He hasn't played all year. So that's the, the next thing. So he, he, he it's going to be tough for him to come in when the season's almost over and it's just conference. It's not that many games left in conference, so – you know, it'll be tough to see, but I think, like he said, they haven't been winning now, and Kennedy's out, and he's a wing, you know, and so if, if he can come in and if he can help, he can help. Let me ask you from a player's perspective. If you're a player on the team and you have a mid-year guy coming in, do you get I – mean, I mean, guess the best example of this could be maybe somebody was injured from the first part of the season, maybe to the middle or toward that last stretch of the season, and then they come back in, into play. When that player comes back or, or you get somebody thrown into the mix when you already have something going right now, does that mess things up? No, I don't think so because as as a as a player and as a teammate, you know, I always want what's best for the team. 
hey, if this guy come in and help us win, then so be it. That's the way it is. You know, if, if he come in and put production, then so be it. So that means I have to work harder if I want to keep my minutes. There you go. I and like that mentality. That's, that's just the way it is because next year is going to be another group of guys coming in. Just because you started the year before don't mean you're going to start the, the next year. It's always transfers. You you just never know, you know, especially if you're not working on your game. Then it's somebody that's working on their game going to come in. That's right. And, hey, that, they brought him in for a reason, right? Yeah. You want you want some production off the bench. You want and, some help. Yep. And, like, I think with, with Coach Golden, like you say, it's the first year and they, they still build the chemistry. And I think they have a lot of good pieces for, for next year and to continue building for the conference once everybody's healthy. And, like you say, it's, you know, it, if a guy want to be here, he's going to come in and, and be here. I always – like a coach, I want the guy who want to come in and be here, you know? So. Yeah, most definitely. I, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, if, if, if Shea Evans wants to play, if he's yeah, ready to, if play. He's ready to but, play. But I like how you broke it down because I think you could simply you could, you could condense it and say this. One, Shea Evans has an uphill battle to begin with because he's got to prove a lot of things to his coaching staff and this team. And number two, if you can get added production and if he helps and leads to wins, then any argument is just thrown out the window because you want to win at the end of the day. If you're truly committed to this sport and if you're truly committed to winning, uh, playing time isn't really a factor for you because you're going to earn that playing time if you're a, a good player. And then on the other side, you know, if you see another player who's also contributing, well, you're going to be happy for them that they're mm-hmm. on your team. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, I always approach the game. And I think everybody should approach the game. You should always be happy for your teammates no matter what. You know, um, if they, they started before you, just work harder, you know, because everybody has their role on the team. You know, my role might be just to be on the bench and talk to the guys and make guys laugh. You have guys on the team that's just that way, you know, but it's a role. You know, you, you give that good vibe to the team and you make the team go. You might not be on the court, but you're giving that good vibe to the whole team. You I know? like that. So, so everybody play their role. And, and he got to push you. I got to push him. So when he come in, no, I got to show him, now. Nah, you're not here for my spot. That's you right. You know, like uh, when we was in college, you know, uh, OT, we had the thing. When the recruit came in, if he was playing our position, it wasn't going to be easy for him when he played against us in the, in the game, you know, in the five-on-five. Five. You were going to give it to him, we, even if he was your teammate. Yeah, we was going to give it to him, letting him know, you know, you come in here, you come in to play, you know. But, you know, at the same time, we wanted to, to, to show him some leadership and that, you know that this was the the right team for him, you know, and that he had that he was going to come here and have guys that's going to push him. Now let's let's talk about the other other uh, air, uh, pa, you know part of that because we're missing the other part. Maybe you could speak to that because you work with a lot of younger kids. Mm-hmm. There's the side of kids who who say, well, why did you bring this guy in? He's going to take away from me. He's going to take away from my minutes, and they constantly are looking over their shoulder. Talk talk about that mentality right there. I think. I think, you know, it's always what's best for the team. That's what everybody always have to say. And, hey, you have to always work on your game. If this guy is a, a little better than you, then, hey, no, nothing's stopping you from going to the gym and, and get better than him. So I think kids should take that as motivation to get better because that's the guy you want to beat when I get older. So what, he might be good right now at 14, but – Maybe you'll be better at 17 and just trust your process and trust what you're doing and keep working hard and don't give up. 
and don't be frustrated because it's going to be hard. But, you know, you just got to keep moving forward. It's interesting because some of these guys were told they're top 50 recruits out of ESPN and out of their class. So it's hard because these guys are, you know, highly regarded recruits. Some, some of these guys maybe are bounce backs. Maybe they didn't live up to that high potential that they uh, maybe had at the at the you know high school level and they want to bounce back at the college level. They, they view themselves as that top 50 player. But I feel like what you're saying right now is everything is earned. You you can't you those rankings, you know, the highly regarded play, you gotta throw all that out the window. Yeah, I think that don't mean nothing these days because I think being ranked these days is all about what type of AAU team and circuit you're on. So you can get ranked easily if you're on the, the proper team and you're on the proper circuit. But just because that guy ranked, it's a lot of guys that's sleepers that's not on those AAU circuits that are being seen by coaches and these days those are the guys that we're seeing as being the, becoming the best players in the NBA the guys that was in the top 50 guys you know it's the guy that was like the 300 ranked player that nobody knew about he just wasn't on that top AAU circuit being seen by these top colleges and that's the guys that's 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 doing it these days Okay, I like it. Let's go back to Twitter. Julian Segura, who's been awesome on Twitter, and he's been uh, regularly tweeting us on Minor Talk. Much-needed win. Despite the day-to-day changes that the Miners have endured, you can still count on two things, effort and defense. Love that Clardy and Onyema are getting minutes off the bench. There'll be much-needed depth off the bench as they continue to develop. Hashtag Minor Talk. Hit it right on the head right there, Julian. I guess let's talk about it. Cam Clardy coming in on this team. Off the bench, five points tonight in the 87-54 win against Southern Miss. Uh, Cam Clardy in this one uh, came in in 16 minutes off the bench and was a plus 20 in terms of efficiency. Uh, Cam Clardy in this one also totaled three assists as a point guard. I like him as this backup facilitator for UTEP because you have Jamal Bienemy as your primary point guard. And maybe Keza Jifa hasn't really fall, uh, you know hasn't really uh, given UTEP all that they need right away as a backup point guard. But maybe you look at somebody like Cam Clardy, who's a walk-on, who's been with this program for two years now and has learned the ropes uh, you know, under two different head coaches. And now Cam Clardy breaking through the lineup, saw him a little bit against La Tech. Now you saw him a little bit more tonight. What do you like about him tonight, Jason? Because he stood out to you. You were He was one of the first persons that you talked about when you came in the studios today saying, who's 13? This guy, I like him. Um, What stood out to me, he looked more like a a floor general. He was in more control. He wasn't trying to score. Um, Times, if you're really watching it, you know, he'll point to guys to get in position. You know, and that's the type of point guard you want. And I think that helps the enemy to be at the two to score more. So I think as long as Cam, he keeps coming in and, and running the team and not trying to do too much and, and doing what he's he's done tonight, and and I didn't see the game Thursday, but as far as what I saw tonight, I think he's he's he's, he's their backup point guard. Wow! And as far as the Kiefer, you know, um, you know, being from Europe, the game is different, so he has to get used to the the American intensity. Is it the speed? It's the speed and intensity is different. Okay. You know, um, European the game is is slowed down, so it's more pick and roll. More so, I'm sure. Fundamentals. Yes, so more of a set of a pro situation setting, he might look real good. 
I see. Interesting. That makes that makes sense. That does make sense. It's, it's different type of game. You they already practicing pro pick and roll is pick and roll pick. And roll. So he's probably a pick and roll type point guard. Yeah, that that game is totally so, different. So you know, even he just have to get used to the the American style of play. But I definitely like Cam Clardy, and he should be the the backup point guard going forward. Okay, also this is uh, Tristan Pence who's tweeting us on the show. A good win for the Miners tonight. The team had much more energy and effort than Thursday's game. I really like what I've seen from Onyema lately. Let's hope the Miners take this kind of effort on the road next week. You know, I I think that <laughs> I, I'm going to just say it right now, Zarek Onyema is it might be the fan favorite on this team. I, I just... Every time he comes in, every time he slams, I think everybody just gets a little bit more excited. Everybody likes him just a little bit more when he comes off the bench. And it's interesting because you would think that the minor fans would cling on to Jamal Biennemi, who's a certified killer. He's cerebral in his game, and he scores a lot of points. And look at what he did last Thursday, you know, 28 points on Thursday and then 19 tonight. Uh, you would think the minor fans would look, look at Sule Boom. The name itself, when he hits a three-pointer, they could chant Boom after he hits a, a hits a three-pointer. And, and maybe you would even think that the fans would cling on to younger guys like Jamari Sibley or you know uh, Kevin Kalut. No, they they love Zarek Onyema. I mean, this guy when he comes off the bench, the fans go crazy when he when he's dunking or when he's doing anything, and the bench goes crazy too. Do you, have you seen that? Or like, you know, yeah, when, when you know, it's the some, bench guys, the, some, the some guys, some guys just have that aura, you know, that, 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 like that, that. that energy towards them to where the, the fans just love it, you know, and, and he'll bring the energy to the game, especially with the dunk. So that's what the fans want to see. You know, the big man dunk how he dunked tonight. That's what they want to see. They want to see the big man run the floor, block the shot, because you don't see that all the time. These days you see all the good guards, the good shooting, the fancy layups. But, you know, with big men, you got to see that energy and effort. And you can learn to love energy and effort from big men because they're not touching the ball all the time. So they have to just focus on energy, effort, and dunking the ball. And he just have that aura. I think the crowd, he's going to be, they're going to be good. He's going to be good. And it wasn't at the beginning, though. And, and I'll tell you this. I'll be honest with you, Jason. I go to practice a lot. Sometimes I don't see it at practice. But in the game, he's there. In the game, he get, he brings it. Actually, I, I credit Zarek Onyema for actually helping them win one of these earlier games in the season. I think it was against McNeese, and might be wrong on that one. But anyways, he, he helped them win a home game with just his energy off the bench. But I, I just find that pretty interesting that you have a, a bench scorer who everybody clings on to. I, I feel like everybody, his approval rating is through the roof. Uh, I love this this text that we got from Locomotive Miner who said, you can have your Kalu coin. I'm all in on my Z coin. So he likes he likes uh, Zarek Onyema as like his uh, cryptocurrency, uh, like we were talking about Kevin Kalu. I still like both of them. I, I really do. I like both Kevin like Kalu and I like Zarek Onyema. I like the upside for both players right there. Uh, Cesar Cubillos at Ice Cubillos. Bios tweets the show, biggest difference tonight was the shooting to start. Thursday was a constant effort to recover from horrible beginning. Today the threes were hitting when the t-shirts were going, or 
Today, the threes were hitting to where the t-shirts were gone before the end. Love seeing the paint presence today. Love Titus and Onyema. Um, Jonathan Byers, by the way, he gives you a big shout out, Jason. He says, I'm loving this interview. So he, he's, uh, he's really liking hearing you, uh, you know, uh, joining us here on Minor Talk. So I appreciate you stopping by, Jason. Hey, Jason, I, you know, I know you've got a lot of things to do, so I, I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to mention Believe Sports uh, El Paso. That's the, that's the organization that you're starting here. First off, the nonprofit, but second off, all the different things that you do in the basketball community, Sun City Sports lab i'm so excited for you because now you have a home base now you have yes, a gym yes. and we know that you know we've talked about this you train a lot of local athletes you train the best of them and guys like kj lewis out of chapin uh you know four-star recruit uh you train a lot of these younger athletes at the high school level but even at the younger level so first off i want i want you to tell us a little bit about what you're you're doing this week and what you're launching and second off i want to i want to um uh, you know, invite anybody, or I want you to invite anybody uh, in the best way for them to get in contact with you to get involved in this. Okay, well, um, of course, I, I moved back to El Paso. I started my my training business, um, player development for all ages, five and up, boys and girls. And this week, um, we have a gym luncheon at Sun City Sports Lab, where I'll be having um, group training, private sessions. Um, and team training. Also at Sun City Sports Lab, we're going to have Vertimax. We're going to have um, shooting guns. We're going to have different leagues. And, you know, for me, I think I think player development these days is really important because the game is changing and you can't just play to get better like back in the days. Back in the days, you can just be athletic and you can maybe make it in the NBA. But these days, you have to be able to, to do everything. You have to be able to shoot. You have to be able to dribble. And I and and I think El Paso's been missing something a little bit here. So we're behind. We're, we're behind, behind as I a think, city. Yeah, that's the that's put it, that's the best words in basketball. I think El Paso's behind. So you know, I want to try to come here and 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 try to help improve to 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 catch up and and to catch up with all the other cities so that El Paso can have kids that's going to bigger Division One colleges. You know, um, we have a lot of female basketball players they get a lot of scholarships here but they definitely they don't have a lot of male high school basketball players getting scholarships unless it's a player that moved here but you know I'm here I want to to be able to try and help the homegrown players to to be able to get those scholarships also to those big colleges why El Paso for you um you know since I've been here El Paso always showed me love and um you know, I just want to show love back, you know, um, coming from New Orleans, you know, it's a lot smaller, you know, but it's a fast city and El Paso is a lot slower. So, you know, I kind of like slow cities, you know, I'm quiet, peaceful person these days. So you're low key, you're <laughs> a low, low key, key guy. Yeah. You know, I stay to myself. So um, in El Paso, that type of city, you know, um, you know, you can leave your door unlocked some areas, you know, and go to sleep. So, you know, you, you kind of love that coming from where I'm from. And I always wanted to to live in a place where there was no mosquitoes at night, like New Orleans. It's, it's just terrible. <laughs> you tired so, of the mosquitoes? The mosquitoes came and hang out. So, you know, the weather here, and like I say, the people love sports here. And, and, and it's a good city. And, and, you know, they have a lot of good kids, a lot of good coaches here in the city. And 
you know, it's time for, for El Paso to start having these big-time players going to pro and big colleges, all this type of stuff. And I'm hopefully I'm here and other trainers in the city to try to change that. Last question for you. You're, you're great as always. We love when you stop by here for Minor Talk, so really appreciate it again. Last question. How do people get involved? What if you're, what if you're a parent listening right now who wants to be involved in, and, and join your, uh, join your uh, you know, training development? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at jwilly underscore one. And also, you can follow Sun City Sports Lab. You can contact uh, contact any anyone through there, and you know they they can reach out to me. You know we all we all team, and you know either way you can you can contact us on Instagram. Of course, I have um, Twitter also, which is Jason Believe Sport. So you can follow me on there also, and you know just reach out, reach out. Um, go on Facebook, look up Jason Williams, look up Believe Sports that type of stuff on on social media and and we'll be there and and any kid any any help any type of um autism anything you know we I, i like to work with any kid that if it can help them improve in any type of aspect of of what they're going through I appreciate it jason thanks for stopping by man thank you thank you i appreciate you for having me all right Uh, We're going to wrap things up next. We're going to give out some awards. Really appreciate Jason Williams, minor legend, joining us here on Minor Talk. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, more phone calls, more tweets. Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, I appreciate Jason Williams joining us here on Minor Talk. He's a wealth of knowledge. That's awesome. couple storylines to get to. Before we wrap things up here on Minor Talk, we're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, UTEP 87, Southern Miss 54. Uh, Angel Munoz producing the show, doing a great job tonight. Angel, one of the one of the things that you said uh, to uh, what you said to me was you didn't really like those UTEP uniforms, and I, I actually agree with you. After seeing these uniforms for a while, I just don't like them. And I'm a, I'm a big uniform guy. I, I know for you, you uh, you're looking at these uniforms and you just thought they were maybe a little plain. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, I, I, I would I would say plain. You know, it, it's, it doesn't have enough contrast for me. You know, the shade of white and the shade of orange that they have. Maybe blue, like you were saying. I was saying that instead of a white on uh, an orange on white it would be an orange on a like a deep blue and they already have that deep blue there in like the logo and stuff and and everything else and it's in the court it would be a nice you know accent to to have I agree with you. I think that's a good point. And so uh, we're out on these uniforms here at Lubin Go Studio. Sorry, UTEP, but that, that that's our final take right there. Um, n- Want to also get to some other storylines. UTEP wide receiver, let's talk some football real quick. UTEP football wide receiver Tyron Smith elects to join the minors and says that he's withdrawing from the transfer portal. Uh, sparked some controversy among some coaches last night, including uh, running backs coach Barrick Neely and cornerbacks coach uh, Tevin Wade. Uh, here are my thoughts on this. Number one, I, I'm if you're a UTEP fan, you have to be ecstatic that you're getting your most productive receiver returning in Tyron Smith. Uh, no, you're you're still bummed that you lost Jacob Cowing due to uh, you know some family stuff. He's going back to Arizona to be closer to home. Remember, he's just got a two year old kid back there. It's it's hard when you're a student athlete and a father. So um, I, I'm I'm all in favor of that move for Jacob Cowing for doing what's best for him. 
him. And for Tyron Smith returning, he's going into a wide receiver group that includes Jeremiah Ballard, who we never saw this year. He was uh, redshirted this past year for the Miners, and uh, a lot of people think that he's a highly regarded wide receiver. Uh, The coaching staff loves him. They rave about him, and they are thrilled that they'll have Jeremiah Ballard. They'll have Ray Flores, of course, and then they'll have Tyron Smith as uh, their third receiver. They've got a junior college receiver this past week as well. So we'll, we'll just have to watch as that wide receiver corp continues to grow for the Miners. Did find it a little peculiar to see uh, some of the coaching staff, I, I don't know, question the fact that Tyron Smith rejoined the team. I think at face value, a lot of people might think, well, Tyron Smith only got one offer, one measly offer from Western Kentucky, and that's the only reason he's coming back to UTEP, which is, you know, if you believe that, you're entitled to your own opinion. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to just say that if you're Tyron Smith, why would you leave? You're you're the most productive returning receiver to this program right now. You have a lot of opportunities ahead of you if you stick it out with this group. So that that's just where I stand on that. Um, another storyline to get to tonight, Texas Tech upsets Kansas, number six, Texas Tech, who's 25th in the country, and uh, it was Bryson Williams who balled out in a big way. Former minor, 22 points, 8 rebounds in the 75-67 win against Kansas. Why is this significant? Well, Bryson Williams has actually been on a bit of a rough patch. I mean, he hasn't been productive for Texas Tech. People in Lubbock were even talking about him losing playing time and only you know playing maybe uh, just around 10 minutes a game. Imagine going from playing almost all of the game at UTEP to going and just playing 10 minutes at at Texas Tech. Well, you know, Bryson Williams took things into his own hands and he wanted to put forth more effort. He actually, you know, and he's he actually. Actually, uh, reap the benefits, reap the benefit off that by having that twenty-two point eight rebound performance tonight in a huge win against Kansas. So while everybody before just a couple weeks ago in Lubbock they were bashing on Bryson Williams, saying that you know he was a little bit more overrated than they expected, now they're realizing that Bryson Williams owns Kansas. I mean, look at what he did with the Miners against the Jayhawks this past March, and look at what he did tonight. He led Texas Tech in scoring, Uh, and you got to give a lot of credit to Bryson Williams. I'm always rooting for him. Don't take Bryson Williams for granted, especially if you're a Texas Tech fan. Uh, Another storyline to get to uh, from tonight, UTEP takes on uh, two teams on the road next week. First off, Charlotte. Charlotte hasn't played. Uh, Voice of the Miner, John Teicher, and and uh, Steve Yellen talked about this, but Charlotte hasn't played in a hot minute because uh, they've been dealing with COVID-19 issues ever since uh, late December. So they have yet to play a conference game. Uh, we'll see if they get to play this one. I- I'm sure, you know, after all this uh, layoff period, uh, the 49ers are really eager to get back on the court and play some Conference USA basketball. It's kind of crazy to think, you know, we're going into the third week of Conference USA play. And the 49ers have not yet played a conference game. Also, Miners take on Old Dominion on Saturday. I'm not talking about these two teams being like the best in terms of Conference USA. They're going to give UTEP fits. Um, and I, I feel like this is going to be an interesting road swing to, to really test the Miners to see where they're, they're at on the road. I, you saw them win at home against an inferior opponent 
in Southern Miss. They absolutely dominated. They shot the lights out at the Haskins Center. But you don't want to have that, uh, I guess, uh, oh, you don't want to go into this one overconfident. You you can take any game for granted if you're UTEP, and you you really have to be uh, you know laser-focused in this one to try to pull off this vi- these two victories on the road. A uh, couple other tweets to get to tonight. Jonathan Byers says, Passing was the biggest difference tonight, in my opinion. Passes led to a bunch of open looks, which led to efficient shot percentage and good shot selection. I agree with you, Jonathan. I feel like UTEP tonight with 24 assists, that was the best I've ever seen them share the ball. Let's see if they can build off that. The one area that UTEP could really grow on is the the rebounding margin and the rebounding margin's actually been good these past couple weeks. Tonight they just lost it a little bit, but other than that, I feel like UTEP. You look at the passing game, you look at the rebounding. I mean, excuse me, you look at the shooting effort by the Miners defensively. They were all over the place. They created 14 turnovers, totaled five blocks, five steals tonight. Um, that's what you want to see from the UTEP defense. Victor Neff at Neff Poppy tweets us. Enjoyed the win and call of the game. Seems like Jarrell as a three-point shooter has been getting more consistent. Overall, his three-for-eight performance tonight was great. Wish he would shoot more. <laughs> Neff Poppy, I'm with you. I feel like uh, Jarrell Satterfield doesn't shoot enough. I mean, that's how he fit. He's so efficient. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. I know Thursday he was a little bit inconsistent and off, but tonight he bounced back. I thought he was maybe UTEP's best player tonight with 16 points on four, with four three-pointers. He also, again, totaled two assists in this game. Sometimes he, he's a little passive, but Jarrell Satterfield, he's a selfless guy, and he's really, really come a long way since the start of the season. Locomotive Miner at Lugal tweets us, some players just play different in practice in games. In the Floyd days, Raglan couldn't miss in practice, but in games he couldn't make a shot. Maybe Z loves the lights. I, I'm with you. I think Z loves the lights. When the lights go on, he really brings it. And I, I don't want to be, you know, let me be fair because uh, I'm not saying that Z doesn't bring it at practice in terms of effort, like the effort's there. Maybe the reps aren't there, and maybe he just needs a little bit more reps for us to really see the full body of work and what uh, Zarek Onyema can bring uh, to the table as a full package. Um, one other thing that I want to get to tonight, UTEP in this one, I do want to say that Sule Boom, they are really trying to round him out into a all-around player. 17 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal in 30 minutes. That's the game. That's the stat line that you want to see from Sule Boom. Forget the, you know, forget the shooting numbers, forget all that kind of stuff. You want to see him contribute in other areas just, uh, you know, beside just besides um, scoring, you want to see him rebound the basketball and dish it out in terms of assists. So, uh, that's something to monitor moving forward with Sule Boom. Uh, let's wrap things up tonight. Let's uh, give out some awards. First off, this one, our Hot Hand of the Game Award, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. This one goes to Jamal the Enemy, uh, Valiant performance of 19 points five three-pointers by Jamal Bienemy. also seven assists in 29 minutes of action Jamal Bienemy, our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso you can keep everyone warm comfortable and toasty this winter with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso to locate your nearest champion dealer visit the find a dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com Let's get to our Player of the Game award. This is thanks to our great friends at Keats Southwest. This one goes to Jamari Sibley. 
No, it goes to Jarrell Satterfield. 16 points tonight for Jarrell Satterfield, the Ranger College transfer. I thought he shot lights out tonight. Uh, six of eight, so efficient. And in this one, he also totaled two assists in 25 minutes uh, in, of action. Only one turnover for Jarrell Satterfield. He was the player of the game tonight thanks to our great friends at Keats Southwest. Keats Southwest delivers the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest today at KeatsSW.com. Time to turn the page. Look over to next week. It's the Miners taking on Charlotte on Thursday. Early start, 4.30 countdown to tip-off. We'll have it for you, 600 ESPN El Paso, and then Old Dominion. Uh, it will be also an early tip-off for that one. We're talking about a 5 o'clock start against the Monarchs. So 4.30, countdown to tip-off next Saturday, January 15th. And that'll wrap us up here on Minor Talk. We really appreciate everybody tuning in, tweeting at us tonight. I know it wasn't a big crowd. I think the Cowboys had a lot to do with that one right there. But nonetheless, Miners get a huge dominant victory against Southern Miss for Angel Munoz. I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long, and thank you so much for listening in the Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Adieta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso.